0: Sak Pase, you You're listening to the Culture Report, and I am your host, Steven Alcedor. And if you don't know what that means, Sak passé means "what's up" in Haitian Creole. Just had to get you, let you know that. And I want to take this time to thank everybody who's with me in this room, um, the professors here at CMU, the professors back home in Miami, Florida. Yes, I'm from there, and my mother, my dad, my grandma, my brother, so many people who has helped me along this journey to get to where I am today. I would never be here without you, and I want to give you a nice round of applause for everything you've done for me. So yes, as I've mentioned before, I am, my name is Stevenson Altador. I am a DJ currently here for the radio station 101.1 The Beat, the place for throwbacks and hot jams. Um, I am a writer for MC Network. So you can see I do a lot of things, but what I love most is music. That is my true passion. Growing up, I used to always be the outcast. So, like, whenever I wanted to socialize with somebody or people, it never really worked out, and headphones was always my outlet. I had my headphones on me, music in my ear, and I'm singing out every song from Destiny Child, <laughs> Bone thugs and harmony um, Tupac, Biggie. I was screaming, first off, a f***ing <laughs> in the click you claim when I was six. Like, <laughs> that's how who I, that's who I was. I love hip-hop. And Hip-hop gave me a sense of identity and also education as well. And this is what the show I wanted to be about, not only to find myself, but also help you guys find yourself. And understand that hip-hop is the bridge that connects everybody together. because that's what hip-hop is. It's music, it's art, it's expressive, maybe more so than others, maybe more verbal, maybe more controversial, controversial, but it is hip-hop in its pure form, the truest, the enest the the form of a human being. It's contradictory, yet beautiful at the same time. And this is what the show to be about. Deep, heavy topics. Obviously, we're going to have some banter. Trust me, you want to stay for this Nikki part. I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but we will have general conversation that will hopefully affect you and everybody around us. So please, I hope you guys enjoy. So now, I've done that introduction. I want you guys to listen to my co-hosts. And go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hello, hello. My name is L'Oreal Nix. I am a sophomore from CMU, journalism major, BCA minor. And hip-hop to me is revolutionary, from the rhymes to the clothing. It's just something that allowed me to express myself when I was younger. Um, Jay-Z is one of my biggest, best rappers to me. I remember when I first listened to the Black album, I just loved his rhyme and just how... When I listen to a hip-hop artist, I can relate to them. And it's almost with as if I'm in the room with them, you know, having the conversation. That's what I love about hip-hop, just how vulnerable and just how cutthroat and just relatable it is. Um, I am a writer for MC. I was a writer for CM Life, Grand Central Magazine. I'm currently a writer for Her Campus, and I co-hosted The Lowdown for a year. I also have a personal blog. It's called... Live in the Mix, and it's basically a regular blog where we celebrate and embrace um, music, sports, fashion, beauty, and we also touch base with politics and news. So if you guys want to subscribe to it, um, the website name is com slash live in the mix, and I am looking for writers. So if you want to write about anything, whether it's from music, fashion, beauty, please don't hesitate to look at the website and send me an email. I would love to work with you guys. And definitely through this podcast, I want you guys to just, you know, understand my perspectives. And I want to be one of those people that, you know, allows you to express yourself through this podcast with how you feel through the conversations and through the topics. Oops.
0: Great, great, great. Okay, Oprah, I see you. I hear giving jobs. I see you, Oprah. So now we have a special guest who truly means a lot to me. She's part of the reason why I actually do music and cover music as I do right now. When I first came to CMU all the way from Miami, Florida, I was low key like alone a lot. I didn't know anybody. So I went to this random radio meeting here at CM Life. I'm CM, CMU, I'm sorry. And I saw this girl. And she's talking about hip hop and all the things she's saying, I felt it like it resonated with me a lot, and then I just joined her show. it was called the Lowdown and when i once I joined it, I felt like I was part of the community, like I felt accepted for the first time here at c m u and it helped me grow as a person and understand other people's perspective, a whole new place that I'm not from and She's the reason why I got the job as at m c why I have this podcast. she influenced me to do all of this so like I want you to please give the a rounding applause for the beautiful and of influential Loria Walker
2: oh. oh I'm tearing up oh you
0: thank wasn't you. ready for that right
2: <laughs> hey, oh you got tripping. <laughs> tripping okay 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 bro okay we just go okay we just go be... oh this
0: is Loria Walker go ahead go ahead talk <laughs> your shit girl go ahead nah nah it's gonna
2: be something like Oh, thank you um wow i'm i'm so happy to be here i'm so i'm so happy that you're finally doing this i know this is something that you've been passionate about um i just want to talk about really fast the first day that i met you and uh it was it was so much different because a lot of times when people are interested in something they're kind of shy or they don't really know how to go about it which is you know it's fine and dandy too but you're like no you know i'm i'm stevenson i want to get involved i'm like man all right let me make sure i I talked to do, you know, after the meeting is over and, you know, we just got right on it and, um, yeah, he
0: actually walked me to the radio station that yeah, night. And yeah, yeah. was like, oh, this, I'm like, oh, this is going to be here for a long time. Right,
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> yup. That was, that was fun and we had a conversation about music and it was just so natural and effortless and I realized that this is somebody that cares as much as I do.
0: Do you remember the conversation? Because I do. It was actually about Big Sean because I, I made, I made a, the comment saying I don't think Big Sean's a top five rapper which I don't
3: mm. Mm, okay. And
0: when we were like, no, son. Gee, <laughs> gee, no, he cold, he cold. And it was, so that's how the conversation started. And as we was walking the more hard, we had this whole argument, like, who do you think is better? And I brought up, like, Tyler. I brought up Mac Miller. I brought up ASAP Rocky. Oh. And it was like, oh, you know, they tight. They tight, but Big Sean, but, though? Right? Big, just like someone well, who gave us ass, 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 ass. Like, come on, dude. Come on now. Come on now. So I remember like that conversation. Okay. I was, oh, That's what I knew. Like, yo, yo. She cool. As, she cool as well. Like she cool. <laughs> That's how y'all Detroit people say. it. She cold. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she cold. Oh my god! You know, I realized something the other day that um, some people say, "Oh, she's hot," and then Detroit a lot of Detroit people are be like, "Oh, she's cold, cold hot, yeah. and co-. like it's just funny how the difference." <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. we something else. It's it something is something
0: else. Bet. but <laughs> but you know, now now you have a. Uh, A good introduction of who we are as people and what the show will be about. Let's just jump straight into the first topic of the day. And last week, Friday, September 7th, hip-hop had something that resonated, a a death that resonated profoundly in a hip-hop fraternity. Mac Miller, at the age of 26, passed away from an apparent overdose. And, Mm. you know, it's weird because when I found out he died, I didn't believe it at first. Like, I didn't either. This man just dropped an album last month. And I loved that album before you know, before he died. But like, that was my favorite album. I was listening to that more than Astro World at some point. And I realized the other day, he's one of the first, he's the first artist that I grew up with. He came out around 2010, 2011, and it was J. Cole, Wale, Kid Cudi. Drake BOB when he was hot and now he's talking about Flat Earth but that's another topic for another day <laughs> but like all these artists that I grew when I went out to search for hip hop he was one of the first people I found he's the first one to die that I grew up with and it hits it, it, it hits differently than a legend like um havoc who was part of um, mob Deep mm-hmm. it hit differently because i didn't I didn't grow up with his music. Right. I had to go back and, and listen and to the music it, yeah. and so I have a different sense of appreciation. For havoc than I do with Mac Miller, cause I feel like I was growing with him. He started off talking about, "Girl, you can wear my hat." I don't know about y'all, but like I was like twelve. A snapback, you give your girl a snapback. That's a true love. That was true love back true then. True love. Come on, you give your girl your snapback. Oh wait, sorry, that's before it was your fitted cap. <laughs> oh. You yeah, know, before snapbacks and tattoos. What? It was two fitted caps. You said if you gave your girl the Atlantic Braves fitted cap, she was your side chick.
2: Get on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: If you gave
0: your girl the New York Yankee fitted the cat, oh, that's your oh, man. Oh, she was
2: somebody. Oh, she
0: the man. Oh. <laughs> so like he talking about, oh, baby, you can wear my hat, That was one, that's the first song I heard. I'm like, yo, I felt this way about Christina. She ain't show me no love, though. What up, Christina? <laughs> but <laughs> but I felt that. I'm like, oh, man. Then he made a, Another Night, and he shout out J. Cole on there, the warm-up mixtape. And I'm like, oh, he messed with Cole? This my dog already. And then I saw how he mature from... Best day ever to um, Blue Side Park. College partying music. We all in college now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He made music for that time, and when that came out, I was only—I was still in middle school, eighth grade, not, about to start ninth. And you know, you go to these little dances they have in middle school. That was the, that was the energy that that album portrayed. Just having a good time, no matter what the context, the substance is—you just want to have fun. And then he went to watching movies with the sound off. That was a huge leak from just saying, yeah, I just want to smoke and eat pizza all day in my college dorm to, yo, I'm a real artist who actually has real things to say. That was absolutely amazing show of growth to me. And I was going through that same period too. I I, I moved away from the party time. Like, you know, I'm still trying to find myself now. I don't want to do that no more. I don't know what I like, but I know that's not what I like. And then when he dropped Good AM, he seemed like a man who was really happy where he was. Like, he, got, he seemed like he moved past addiction. He seemed like he was in a space where people respected him not only as a rapper, but as a true musician, which is very important for him, to him, as I learned throughout after his passing. He wanted to be more than music. So, like, the themes of those albums resonated with me because I was, I just started, I just started college when that album came out, actually. I was, I actually felt my whole first semester in college, uh, back home, Miami-Dade College. I felt my whole first semester. And when the album came out, what I took away from it is that all those failures, all these failures I was facing now doesn't, it means something, but it should not hinder me from where I'm going. Every morning I have a chance to make something, make a new day completely different. And then once he dropped the divine fem, feminine, sorry if I said divine feminine, it was about love for the first time. And I fell in love for the first time. <sighs> it hurt. <laughs> it hurt. But like when you finally find that one special person you want to bond and grow with, you're, that album spoke to me. like he, I feel like everything I was going through, he was going through them with me, like a best friend. And I'm like, man, he really understood me. I like, I learned I, I was learning new things about feminism and the problems women go through and what love is and truly doubting like, man, am I being enough for my partner? And then Swimming came out and it was about really coming out of that abyss. and like, okay, I'm not, I don't want to drown. I know I'm short in the theme, but I don't want to drown. All these problems are around me. If I let myself succumb to this pressure, I will drown. So I'm just going to swim across it. I'm still going to deal with it. I'm going to find a way out. But I have to start swimming. And that's what I took mm. from the album. This is what I'm going through now. I'm in school. I have, like, basically got a lot of jobs. I have, I'm have. i in debt. Um, my grandma <laughs> uh, My grandma was sick earlier this summer. She had to go to the ER for an eye injury. She was bleeding out her eye. Mm. So, not her eye, like, in her eye. So it was like, man, all these things keep getting worse and I felt like I was going to give up and that album came out is like you don't have to give up just swim like swim through all these problems there's a shore somewhere east west north south just but you can't just stay in one place and drown and that what Mac Miller was it's like he spoke to I don't know about you guys but he's like he spoke to me with every album and every album he's like he I was growing he was growing with me
2: yes you know what that's interesting that you would say when swimming came around you felt as though it was you could relate to it and it was, it was personable. And I think that's what hip hop, that's what music is all about in general. I mean, you can really apply that to your life and someone gives you that inspiration to just keep swimming. Now, I didn't grow up on Mac Miller. I was I wasn't a Mac Miller fan. I was never into his music. Um, I don't even really think I was familiar with who he was when he first came out. So his era was just something that I wasn't up on. I wasn't listening to. So as time
1: That's went cool. on Yeah. Right, it's fine. So as time
2: went on, somebody sent me a song, like, Hey, I think you would like this song and it was a song from the Divine Feminine. And I'm like, Who is this little white boy? Who is this? Like was it
0: what song one with Anderson Pack, Dang? No,
2: it was like called Plant Damn Hot Rock or Planted Damn Rock or something something like that. It was with a girl singing, um, on the chorus. She was kind of very reminiscent of Aaliyah. Um, yeah, if you pull that song up, I forgot the name of it. But after I heard that song, I was interested in who he was. And um I listened to Divine Feminine all the way through and and really was, good
0: album.
2: Really yeah, good album. Yes, very, It was very cohesive, and I like the message um, that he sent. And I, I do agree that it probably schooled a lot of people on feminism and women and love and all of that fun stuff. But uh, then I got a chance to see his Tiny Desk NPR set, and man, can this boy. It's like he emotes in such a different way.
0: The new one that just dropped last month?
2: Yeah. Yep, uh, yep, uh, yes, and I'm a huge, you know, I'm a beautiful. huge jazz fan, very beautiful, and I just like how he incorporated different instruments, and obviously, you know, Tiny Desk is live, and I just, you can tell that he was such a genuine person, and you don't get people like that anymore.
0: No, it's, it was crazy, because, like, he was, everybody was his friend, from the legends to the mumble rappers. Right, right. To... Journalists. To journalists, mm-hmm. to people like J. Cole, Drake, and Kendrick. They love this man. Right. I mean, when Kendrick did Control, he shot out Mac Miller. I was like, wow. I, I thought I was the only person who thought he was dope, because I tried to tell my friends, like, really, listen to this white boy, man? No,
1: that's This white me. boy can't rap. That's how people you yeah. to like So, me.
0: so when, 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 Mac Miller, when Kendrick shot out Mac Miller on that track, people was like, oh, he could... If Kendrick's saying he good, mm-hmm,
2: then let me go check it out. Yeah,
0: if Kendrick talking about he gonna kill him. He must be kind of tight, <laughs> right?
2: So sometimes it's unfortunately to it you know, cool yeah. take that little co-sign. You got to take that
0: right. I remember in the song. He said uh, it was on Faces. I didn't mention that project. It was. It's a great project. It's probably my favorite project for Mac in general. Mm. But I it didn't relate. To, I didn't relate to that project because it was about drug use, and I never used drugs. So that mm. album did it. That album. It was about his experience through drugs. So I I couldn't really truly relate to that album as much as I did to his other bodies of work. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I can still take with the album what it was. It was a beautiful journey that he took me through. The song Funeral is so hard to listen to now.
1: It is. It's
0: it's really hard to Sometimes listen
1: to. Sometimes I cry. And um, when I first found out Mac was dead, I was at work. And, you know, I heard my phone beep. And then my mom was like, Mac Miller died. And I was like, what? Like, are you serious? Mm. And I was on the clock, so you know I couldn't be on my phone, but I'm That's like, how you Mac know, Steve, your died. mama had to hit you up because your mama I'm know like, Mac how Mac hard Miller you mess with him. What? So then I looked through one of the group chats and then I looked all over and I'm just like, wow, Mac Miller's dead. Like I just I couldn't believe it. And the first time I listened to Mac Miller, I went through my dad piff phase where I just started listening to Bro, all yeah, a whole like, bunch of mixtapes. A whole bunch of mixtapes. I would listen to Gucci Man Waka Flocka. Download mixtape for no <laughs> reason. Though. I came across no Mac reason. Miller. And it was kids, and I listened to Knock Knock before, but um, it was one song. It was um, Nike's on my feet, and I remember I saw the video on YouTube, and I was just like, "Wow!" Like just the production and just his flow. I'm like, "This is somebody that I never heard before," and ever since, I became a Mac fan, and his death, it just really hit me to my heart because. Mac Miller, he's one of those artists where he just,
3: I felt like
1: he knew, you know, who I was. Mm -hmm. A lot of Mac's music, like, faces, even though, you know, I didn't go through drug use, but um, I went through a lot of depression, and just listening to you know him saying you know it's dark but it's gonna be okay that resonated with me because I was just at a point in my life you know me now being 19 and 18 where I'm just like you know I don't even know my purpose in this world like why am I even alive and just listening to max music really helped me a lot because it made me realize that you know He understands what I'm going through, even though he doesn't know who I am. But through his music, I just felt his understanding. And it, you know, it helped me go. It helped me, you know, realize who I was. And then when Swimming came out, I was at, you know, that I'm at that point in my life where I'm trying to make a comeback. I'm not trying to be the same person that I was, you know, two years ago. I'm trying to be a newer person. And from Swimming, you know, it's just, keep swimming, just keep on going through life. And really, Mac Miller touched me, and I know Mac Miller touched a lot of my friends and a lot of people that was going through that. And just his death, like, when you listen to Mac Miller's whole discography, it's, it's his real. whole discography, like, Kids, Best Day Ever, Macadelic, um, Blue Slide Park, even though personally it's my least favorite project of him, it still was a project where you can tell that, you know, it's his aesthetic.
0: At that time, it was it, was, it fit that time where he dropped. It did. It did. It really did.
1: Um, Watching movie with the sound off, like, oh my goodness, from the star room all the way up to like one of the bonus tracks, Claymation, Red Dot Music, um, Objects in the Mirror, like Objects in the Mirror, it just, it's one of those songs where it has multiple meanings, where it's about drugs, depression, it could be about a girl. But
0: self-reflection, all but
1: that. it just literally like it's one of those songs where you just you just look at yourself and you just like, damn, like, is it really like this? Like Mac Miller's <laughs> whole discography, like to me, it's legendary. Like I will consider Mac Miller to be a legend. I really do, because he just one of those artists where he stayed true to what he is. And he just so versatile. Like, his production to me is insane. How telling is that to be able to
2: say that he touched your life like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you knew what I was going through, when I was going through, and for you to give me this message like this, like... You damn near in a room with me, you know what I'm saying, while I'm going through what I'm going through. And I feel like that—that that is a legendary quality. Like, you can't—everybody who makes music doesn't have that. You can't make me feel something. You can't make me feel like you know me or you know what I'm going through. You understand and you feel it, you know what I'm saying? It's one thing to— have sympathy for somebody and to feel bad. But when you empathize with them, you really, you feel it with them. Like, dang, I'm, I'm in the trenches with you. And when you get an artist like that and they up and leave for whatever reason, if they pass away or they stop or they retire or whatever, it, it hits you in a different way. That's a different type of hurt.
1: And Mac Miller, he's one of those artists where he's been dealing with drugs since he was, like, 15. Like, mm. you know, when rough. I and when I heard him die... Around the time, well, around the time um, he broke up with Ariana Grande, and that's when he started getting the drug use. And And
2: why are they eating that girl alive like the way the way that they doing? And in the back of my mind,
1: I just had a really bad feeling. I'm like, Mac's gonna do something, and it's going to really be bad. And I didn't want to think that. I'm just like, please, Lord, don't make me think that. But Mac Miller, he's so transparent with his drug use, like. He used a lot from promethazine, cocaine, lean. You know, it was to the point where he didn't really consider himself a drug addict. And to me, that's scary. Mm-hmm. But it gets to a point in time and um even though I don't consider myself alcoholic, <laughs> I remember um, no, like my freshman year, um, I was drinking and that was the first time I ever started drinking. Before, I would be like, no, I ain't drinking no alcohol. (laughs) And then, you know, I would go out almost every other weekend and I would just Mm -hmm. drink. And then I remember this one night, I just drunk so much, I barely couldn't see. But it was to the point where... (laughs) 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 What? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You barely can see. What was you drinking, bro? (laughs) That was the point. I was just drinking anything. Hey, but it you was up, just, bro. It was to the point where I was just drinking to just drown myself of all the bull crap that I was going through. Yeah, that's so
2: related. Yes, I right. think we've definitely now, all been there. Now,
0: I, I want to backtrack to something you guys mentioned, how versatile he was. Did you know he made a jazz album? Yes.
2: didn't know that, and I'm a huge jazz fan. Under
0: one of his many aliases, Larry Lovestein. The album's called You. It came out in 2012. He oh made a jazz goodness. album. Yes. A jazz. Wow. wow! He was a multifaceted artist. He loved music in general, not just mm-hmm. hip hop. He loved hip hop, exactly. But he loved music when in general. And you
1: can appreciate, right, right?
0: He made a jazz, and it's actually pretty dope.
1: It it is. dope. His alias is dope. Uh, yeah, Delusional Thomas. Delusional no Thomas. Oh my god. He dropped goodness. a mixtape.
0: T- same person. But he dropped mm-hmm. a mixtape too.
1: But like when you think of like J Cole with Kid Edward, like I think of when I heard of Kid Edward, I was like, it's kind of like Mac Miller with Delusional Thomas. Because when I listen to the whole Delusional Thomas mixtape, I'm like, oh my goodness, the fact that he can just change his voice and not necessarily step away from who he is as an artist, and just give you a different piece of himself, and still stay within himself, like that's crazy to me.
0: And you can argue people like Vince Staples, Oral Sweatshirt,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, a lot of those underground L.A. rappers, he built them up at that time. He did a mixtape with Vince Staples in 2013 called Stolen Youth. That's why he got so much love. People love this man. So he was not just your regular hip-hop artist. He right. was in music. You had the arrogant print known as um, John
2: Mayer's. Um, Okay, I, I, I love me some John Mayer, so we're not gonna go there. But he, 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 he don't show
0: love to everybody like that. And this on his caption, true. he literally said, When I give when I when I do my head nod and said, Yep, mm-hmm. that's the highest compliment I give to anybody. And he gave that to Mac, a rapper. That says something a lot about who he was as a this person and his talent. This is true. Yeah.
2: So, we know he worked with Kanye before, but who isn't, you know? He worked with almost every. Did you know
0: he actually have an album that he completed with Pharrell called Pink Slime and never dropped it? John Mayer? No. Mac, Mac Miller? Miller? He did an album wow. called Pink Slime. It was supposed to come out, I believe, 2013, 2014. He said he didn't want to drop it at Why that not? time. Why not? He just felt he could, he just didn't want to. That's already, like, yeah, this but is the cool. fact
2: that you can. You, Pharrell, are you kidding and Pharrell me? Pharrell don't work with just anybody with just either. Anybody, man.
0: And it was supposed to, it was a. they were starting to do a whole marketing campaign for it. And just, wow. after, I don't know, he's like, yeah, I don't want to drop it, no. I think he dropped out instead watching movies with the sound off. Yeah, and sure. if you remember that day, it came out alongside J. Cole and Kanye. And I think it, out, it came in number three, but it did better than Projections said it would. So we should have known even when that album came out, when he dropped on the same day as J. Cole and Kanye, that he was going to be a star. Well, you see,
2: that begs the question: if everybody around him loved him and he was doing so well, and that "What was going on?" Like, do we really know what the issue was? Like, where he felt that he had to drown himself in, you know, lean and. And that's the thing: you don't really
1: know what's going on with people. From what what I've seen, really
0: don't. What I've seen, watching a lot of these rappers um, when they do like tributes for him, one thing I keep hearing is. He always had a smile on his face.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He never made you feel sorry for him. He knew if you saw, if like, if you see me, let's say in my position, right, and I'm going through something, I don't want you to see that hurt. I'm going right. to put on the biggest
2: How many of us do smile. that though, you know?
0: A lot of people yeah. do, but he did it constantly. Like every rapper, every interaction they come out with, they said, he. I've never seen him sad before. I mean, there's people you know who are bubbly, but you'd right. be like, Hey, you don't look, you good, bro? Right, right. (laughs) You sure? Yeah. So, but every interaction he had with every rapper, they said they have never seen him not smiling
1: or not laughing. um, Karen Silva, one of the journalists, she said that with Mac, she said that um, he saw sunshine even when it was dark. And that really resonated And that's a hard thing to do. Because when I look at Mac, the fact that even though he's still transparent with his drug use and his addiction and his depression. The fact that like he could make a dark song, but then he can still make a song like Best Day Ever, you know, where it got me smiling from cheek to cheek.
0: Ladders on his like new album. literally.
1: Like it just it really just speaks volumes for the type of person he is and what character that he has. He just he feels so genuine. Like Mac feel like a best friend to me. And when I heard of his death I felt like I lost my best friend. And also,
0: to, to answer your question about you know if if in his music it seemed like he had all these problems, he used drugs or whatever he used to cope with it. Someone, why can't we step in? You only show the pain unless you project it mm-hmm. or tell somebody. Mm-hmm. If he's the type of person who's not going to show the show people, then his you pain, would never know. You would never know. And that's what a lot of us do. A lot of us um, hold into that, that instead pain, suppress of suppress
2: it, right? Instead of expressing it to people or to whoever. He turned to drugs, which is a huge. It's a it's a crisis right now in the hip hop community. Yeah, it's a huge problem in the industry
0: and people in our age groups. Because, like, I was having this conversation with my RA, um, how we are the generation where we look back and we look at everything our parents and people before them did, and everything they did is not the answer. Because look where we are now. Mm -hmm. So like, they're telling us, "Oh, do what I did, or do this and do that," and we're like. It doesn't work. Well,
2: how did that help? Look at us now.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be your age, 50, some, 50, 60 years old, getting um, laid off from a high-paying job, and I'm overqualified to be a Meyer, um cashier. Oh. And I went to school. Right. I did what I was supposed to do, and I can't even make a decent le- living because people above my pay grade said, "No, what, I can just replace you with a robot. Right. Or, you know what, I don't want to pay you at all. I want to go to another country. We, we're like, none of this works, so like, how can you... What can we do to actually be successful now? What is, we're trying to find not only to be successful in life, but happiness. Because it seems like those two are not attainable at the same time. You know
2: what? And they're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't live together. They're completely separate. Because you can, you can be successful in life, but you might not be happy. You can have it all. You can have a cars and you have a beautiful house and a nice family and the staff and the third. You can have money in the bank. But you go home, you might not be happy. Oh. Or you, could, sure be, you cool.
1: could be happy and not have a dime. And I think the most important thing with this is that... And I remember I talked about this with my friend. Even though technically it's not considered a suicide with Mac Miller's death, she pretty much was like, oh, so we just going to kill ourselves? I'm like, that's not even the point.
0: Yo, shut up. Wait, who the, said that? Yo, shut up. One of my
1: friends. <laughs> so look, your I'm friend like, shut it's up. not even the point. <laughs> the point. No, the point is, is that you don't know what people are going through. Right. Like with me, Boy. my friends don't know what... I'm going through. Even curious. my family, Yo, you right, don't tell it's me. Right. so hard for me to tell my family. Right, like, like right now, like last month, I got diagnosed with bipolar depression disorder. I have to take medications every day, and it's hard to talk to some of my family members about what I'm going through because it's just the whole fact that you know they just don't think that is real, or they
2: just you know like, what, and that li- that leads to another topic. But and and I think that. I can definitely speak on this, but this is super prevalent. I don't know about nobody else. This is definitely prevalent in the Black community because a lot of times, your mom. I don't believe in that. What is that? You oh, what you got to be stressed about? You ain't paying no bills. You ain't yeah. doing this. And you're like, actually, I got some, some stuff job. going yeah. on. But
0: like, no, so I want to get credit to my family because like they don't. They right. never did that. Like they treat every problem different from their own. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, you got so one day, like, oh yeah, I got all these bills to pay. I know I'm obviously not paying nothing, but I'm like, man. I'm struggling with school or like I'm alone, I ain't got no friends. They understand that that's what's making me suffer. Mm -hmm. It does and we have we have the tendency to make everything a competition.
2: This is true. So like
0: Oh yeah, man, my girl just left me. What? Your girl just left. Me? Man, my well, girl. Man, my girl just messed with my homeboy John, who was right there with, with Tyreek at the crib right there girl, waiting yes. for a, round two. Oh, like, I can't
2: still be with Like Dang, can you just hear me out for a yeah. second?
0: And that's when you just be like, yeah, man, that ain't nothing. That's why my girl at Wayside cheating on me with a DJ, man.
1: Or <laughs> parents, they try to like um, put in competition with their kids. And mm. the thing is, even though they don't so realize why? it, for to me. Like, if you brag about, like, somebody else and what they're doing, and then it just make me feel like, well, damn, like, what am I doing right. wrong? Like and you, I kind of feel like You degraded me. Way. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad that my mom, you know, at first she didn't want to believe it. She didn't. But I'm glad that she's accepted that. And I feel like our relationship is getting stronger because she has told me that the relationship with her mother, she didn't get the love that, you know, that... The love with her mother is not the love with me and her. And she apologized for me for the way she treated me because she realized that, you know. That's important. That's beautiful. She realized that, you know, I don't want to be the same way with you as I was with it my grandmother. It sounds like it's a cycle
0: being hey broken mama. here. Shout out to your mama, man. Well,
1: shout <laughs> to you, mom. Mama I love next. you. Ma- Ma- no, literally, shout out to my mom. Like, you're my rock. I love you so much, even though. I didn't really understand, you know, the way that you taught me, the Ooh, way that you raised that me when I was younger. Now that I'm older, I just realized yes. that you just want to protect me, and I just want to say thank you. I love you, mom. a napkin. quick?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but before that, also, I want to make this point. My mom is a therapist, so like, I don't like to- I I don't like talking to her things about my problem because then she's mm-hmm. just gonna be like, "Oh, you're diagnosed with yes." Theirs. I've heard <laughs> a lot
2: of people say that who have parents who are in the field. So
0: like, I don't I. Is I don't tell my mom what I'm going through, but me and my mom are best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, people think when we go out in public, we always laugh and joke. We roast everybody we see. Bro, I swear to God. We, we just, yes. people are like, oh, yeah, brothers and sisters? I yes. get mad because I'm like, duh, that's my mama. Like, right. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we might be jokey, jokey right now, but let me say one thing. She's going to give me right? that look. <laughs> Who you She's going to be like, wait till you get home. Yes. <laughs> she don't care if I'm 22. She's still yeah. going to get the mm-hmm. belt. Not so, at all. but my mom is my best friend. She is my rock, and I truly appreciate everything she's done for me. But um. Oh,
2: hold on! But well, why we? I'm gonna just slide mine in there too. So, uh, mine as well. <laughs> <might> as well. <laughs> this is a Mother's
0: Day episode. <laughs> September edition. <laughs> what? Never, never too, never too late to show your mama some never. love. Never.
2: Yeah, my my mom is um. I, I'm very blessed because a lot of times you get people who you know what whether it's their sexual preference or you know what they like to do in life or what they don't like to do in life or what they're going through. Sometimes parents or just families in general don't understand. And I'm very blessed to have a mom that's been so supportive. When I tell you this woman has been my number one fan from jump they, they won. from July 12, 1997, like Michelle, Michelle right there, that's, that is a phenomenal woman. And I really thank her because I agree with what you said. A lot of times, you know, you go through stuff as a kid and it's like, why am I getting, What are you mad for? You know what I'm saying? Why am I on punishment? Why am I about to get a whooping? Like, you don't understand you know some of the talks or what goes on, and then as you grow up and you start going through life, you start realizing, hold on, everybody not even raised the same. No, not. <laughs> so thank you because I needed that, and that made me who I am. That made me see things in a different way. So I definitely want to give um, a huge, huge thank you to her because she is just the rock in my life, and I mean just every situation that has ever uh, came across my way, she has been right there, my left hand, my right hand. Everything. So, yeah, she's she's definitely someone that I I definitely look up to and I love so, her so
0: much. I mean, we kind of got derailed, but... um,
2: Right, what's new, though? Don't we always?
0: <laughs> but I do want to say this to close it and touch me. This is a topic we will touch upon many times for now because there's so many layers to this story. First, I want to say rest in peace to Mac Miller. I want to send my condolences to his friends and family and to his fans because he did mean a lot to everybody. And also, the segment with us showing love to our mothers... Don't be afraid to give your people flowers when, when they can still smell them. Mm. Huh. Let them smell those beautiful roses, those sunflowers. Let them smell it, because once they're gone, they can't have that sense anymore, sense of joy and pleasure. Show your appreciation while they're still here.
2: That's a word. That's sadly,
0: a word. in today's society, the peak of your fame, the peak of your popularity, the peak of your appreciation is when you no longer can feel it anymore. Boom, mic drop right there. But, you know, now let's get into a much lighter topic. Um, Detroit's legend Eminem. Okay. And okay. his album Kamikaze. Slim Shady. Oh. Slim
2: Shady. Shout
0: out Shade 4-5. Yeah, shout out Shade 4-5 for that average-ass album. But, uh, <laughs> 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 But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I already, I already just
2: crap I, I
0: already said it, so let's just jump into it. Um how did you guys feel about the album? I already just gave my opinion. I thought it was the average. It, it, it sounded like,
2: like you thought it was it was No, like, no, it wasn't trash. No, uh, no, no,
0: no. First listen, I actually thought it was fire. Okay. But I think it was more of the shock value that, oh, shit, it's, it's Eminem.
2: That's true. And That's Eminem
0: true. did something like, he never done before, drop mm-hmm. a surprise album.
2: What? But, you know, he's at he's at the stature and at the level where you you can, you can only do that if you're at that level. Exactly. But you he, know what I'm saying? He
0: never gave off that persona of somebody who's going to do that. Mm-hmm. So when he I woke up at 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, what? Twitter talking about kamikaze? What happened? Right. World War II happened again?
3: Right. So, <laughs>
0: I know what it was. Right? <laughs> so, like, I'm going through my phone. I hear... Oh Eminem just came at everybody next.
3: What? <laughs> Let me go listen.
0: <laughs> so, like, I went to go listen to the album. And at first, I'm like, "Oh, this is fire." Then, multiple listens later, I'm like, "I said the, the hype went down, the shock went down." I'm like, "Yeah, this is better than Revival, but that's expected because that's how bad Revival was."
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, but and the first song yeah. I listened to the first song I was like, "I'm good." Honestly, <laughs> I just feel like Eminem throughout the this years. This
0: ain't it chief, chief. <laughs> this ain't it Chief.
1: This, this ain't Chief. This,
0: this ain't, it ain't chief. It chief. I said, Chief. My bad.
1: I just feel like Eminem I'm still nervous, y'all. I'm sorry. Years. I don't know. It just, I feel like he's trying too hard. I feel like when yeah, I listen is. to Eminem, it's like he's trying to prove himself when you don't need to. And we talked about this earlier. When Eminem came out in 2001, one of my favorite albums. Um sure. Encore, like, the Slim Shady, who didn't care yeah, round, about what round anybody that, round that time, said. Round that time. He didn't care about what <clears throat> anybody said. He just said whatever and whenever. I like that Eminem, and I just feel like. Well, that Slim Shady, baby. Right. That's And I just you know. feel like now, his music, I just, I can't. I can't get with it. I can't. Personally, to me, I feel like a couple of songs, like, No Favors, I feel like he doing the same flow. Like, literally. I, like, he was. The dude, he doing the same flow over and over. He just trying to say clever things to make it seem like he's saying something different. But it's like, I've been hearing this before. But, you know, I think the issue is, like, he just wants to... He doesn't know what people
2: want. Like, the, okay, so the Sway interview that um, Sway just did with, with uh, Eminem, he admitted, like it's hard to kind of get a feel or a grasp on what people want and what they're, what they're listening to, what they want, especially in today in 2018, when you have people like Lil Pump and YBN, and you got all these mumble rappers and you have this club sound and, you know, you have Eminem, who was a wordsmith, who comes from a different era, who comes from a different sound and style. And then you have to kind of accommodate to something else. It's like, what the hell do I do? It's it's hard to kind of understand Especially that. Especially
0: from where he, like, he's a legend. He's not just no regular right. top tier rapper. Yeah. He has ascended to God tier. Right. He up with there. the Jay-Z's, yeah. with the Biggie, the Tupac's, um, the Big L's, Big Putt. Right. He's with those type of people. He's not no regular like Ja Rule. Ja Rule was a top tier <laughs> rapper in his time, but we ain't gonna be speaking on Ja Rule. My bad, Ja, Eminem did kills you too. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. But like, he's not, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? He's not in that tier. He's different. Yeah. So like, and he, because he's such a wordsmith, he's not worried about what the song sounds like anymore. He's mm-hmm. just like, yo, what is the most clever way I can use a Rhyme with Baby Diapers or something like that? I mean, in his new, he just released a diss track an hour ago Kill um, Shot.
1: That
0: Kill Shot.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: This man, and I kid you not, this man literally has a line where he's talking about, oh, are you eating cereal? Yeah, or oatmeal. What's the f is in your bowl, Milk? Weedles or Cheerios? Cause I'm taking a shit on him, Kelly. I need reading material. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, I'm wait, just. Wait, 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 wait. Like, right, wait, wait, wait.
0: <laughs> one, more, one more word left. He, he did that, he did that slight pause. <clears throat> like I get what? ready. Why do you remind
2: me of Super Hot Fire?
0: <laughs> I got I, I got to do that. I got to do that, that slight pause. Mm-mm-mm. Dictionary, bang.
2: <laughs> I <trust my laughs> <hair>. oh. <laughs> Eminem know he better than that. What? What oh. is that? What is that? What is that? Oh. Like, like, yo,
0: like, yo. I know, like, I know. Eminem is known for having funny lines like that, <laughs> but like,
2: but I think he was serious. I don't. <laughs> he, I think he was what, dead. The way he rapped serious. it,
0: this man, he thought he thought it was the coldest bar yeah. on earth. Like, are you eating cereal or oatmeal? Like, come on, bro. Like, It's a diss track. Then he's talking about, supply, smoke, got fire stroked. Say you got me in the scope, but you grazed me. I say one call to Interscope, and you're Swayze. You reply to the crowd yelling, woo. So before you die, let's see who can be petty who. With your corny lines, O'Kelly, I'll, I'm 45, I'm still selling you.
2: You know what I think this isn't he this isn't a diss track. This is when I think of a diss record, we all, automatically my mind goes to ether cuz we all know the Nazis' ether was legendary and ain't nobody... but
0: No no. See, I, I I view this track differently because I do watch a lot of battle rap. Mm-hmm. So like the things he was doing this track that are accustomed to battle rap. Name flips, which is like machine gun Kelly so you like you would basically think of any metaphor um simile Punchline that does deals with machine guns and Kelly's. So that way he did it on his track. Then he's talking about, "Oh, I'm the bigger artist than you. My first three albums blew at 29. What about you? I'm still you talking about. Oh, I'm old, but when your last album came out. So like he's going off that irrelevancy thing, which you know it's it's a cool angle. You have
2: to. I mean, you can incorporate battle rap. um, You know. Qualities, yeah. but you have to remember this is still a disparate, this is still a song. song. So you have, it's a d- battle rap. Sue Surf can't make a, s- a song. Oh, you no, know what I'm actually, saying?
0: Actually, Sue Surf is one of the better battle rap rappers. He's
2: one of the better and battle rappers. He low key got major, but...
0: major um, industry buzz right now. Low-key, low-key. And I
2: like his mixtape from a while ago. No, How much? Oh, you not, know, <gasps> no, you know.
0: But, but he's, not, he's not Eminem, exactly.
2: Right. And if you are making a diss record, you have to remember, you could come with, you know what I'm saying? You need to do the wordplay and the flips, and you, you know, All so that. people can think. But this is still a song, bro. I'm still trying to move a little bit. So, you have to, you have to keep that in mind. I think he kind of lost that.
0: Yeah, and he also said something about how, your na- how you name yourself Machine Gun, but you wear a man bun? I'm like, I
2: didn't like that. I, that was so obviously corny. I was like, okay. I
0: mean, man, you actually thought that was gonna hurt? That's
2: what it is. <laughs> right. it's the cornyness. Yeah, that's, that's what. Just, that's that's the biggest question. Like, you think he really sitting up here crying or hurt over this? Like, so is he is he upset? Now, is he upset? Now,
0: overall, I know we, we ran went away from the album, but it plays in a part. I would consider this a solid diss track, but it's not the Eminem we know. Where we was like, hey, "Yeah, you should have not done that." But he gonna kill you. Look what he did to Mariah. When Mariah get obsessed, he did part of
2: Mariah, he did it in yeah. GK.
0: He dog. He murdered Mariah. Mariah said, "Why are you so obsessed with me?" I'm like,
1: "That's, that's still, still a bop." Still yes, that's still a bop. She was speaking facts. It's
0: still a bop, whatever. But like this man, like, don't make me release a voicemail. No, he played out one voicemail at the end. Yeah, that was cold. She didn't say nothing yeah, else that was after cold.
2: that. Because, so, I mean, what can you say? What
0: can Nick Cannon us? over there. And Nick Cannon was trying to talk tough. And you're like, you know, you really want to hear these voicemails, bro? Because, like, come on now. So, like, we were expecting that kind of Eminem. He gave me the, hey, yo, bro, what you have for breakfast?
1: me your oatmeal.
0: I think you
2: should just leave it alone. So,
0: so like, so it goes into <laughs> what we were saying about how he's not making good music anymore. It doesn't matter if your bars are out of this world. It doesn't we know matter you can if rap.
2: That's not the question. We
0: we don't question your rapping abilities right, anymore. At all. But at the end of the day, this is about music and the quality of the songs. There's a reason why mumble rappers, even though we might say, man, they don't say nothing. Right. Once you hear that first 808, that's kick you it. You,
2: yep.
0: you already.
2: You do it every day. Shoot. Shoot. Who showed me that boss song, Lil Pump? Um... Uh, Karan. Karan. Shout out to Karan, <laughs> man. Shout out to Karan, man.
0: Shout out to I, like, I haven't seen you yet this semester, bro. Right. But shout out to Karan. Hope
2: you living. Hope you living, man.
0: That man, that man, swear. Who was it? Um, um Reese 300 or ll or something, something like you're
2: that? You're so kidding. Montana, Montana 300. Yeah, yes. Montana yes. I swear he this was the coldest thing since sliced bread.
0: What? That's... Th- I got your girl yeah. with me, and that's not your cheese. I'm like, no.
2: I used to be making no. them lines sound. Good. I'm like, no. oh dang, this no. sound good. My bad. I My bad. ain't gonna
1: lie though. He did get me to Lil Pump. I like yeah. Lil yeah. Pump. I, I don't Thank like you Lil Pump. That.
0: But I that new song with Kanye. I mean, that's, look, let's get back to we get to that later. But like, <laughs> so like, yeah, so to Eminem. Yeah, I just thought Kamikaze was just cool. I mean, yeah, of course he was better than Revival. And I, I mean, heard, okay, but yeah, that's I means. heard the bars. I heard the bars. I'm like, oh, he said he was saying some things. Like obviously in this song too, he was like, yeah essentially he, the punchline is you just know because I'm shady and you would never live past my shadow that's a bar mm-hmm. so it's like it's obviously still there right. but it's not being and and, and he still ex- raps really well we are we, this is what we expect right. but the song does not is not pleasing to the ear
2: something is missing something is missing and
0: honestly it's okay to realize it's, when it's not your time anymore like hey yo man I got to buy out, buy mm-hmm. out like he could be one of those people who just give us a verse once every year
2: He popped up on the cypher. You know how he came out for the BET cypher? He popped in, said his piece, came back out. That's fine. Yeah, because he has
0: to understand, like, even though we might criticize an album or a song, because in Mm -hmm. in the Sway interview. We still love you, bro. uh, Yeah. We still love love you. We still know you a god. Like, you are a rap god. We ain't taking none of that from you. And
2: the thing is, like, I think that he has to realize that.
0: He's not. You know what I'm saying? But once he say things like, I worry about what the fans want, or like, I listen to what the fans want. It's, it's kind of concerning to me as a for a creative because it's like, you don't try to pander to what fans want. Because most of the time, we don't know what the hell we're we talking about. Dude. At least, you, not, totally at least not in
2: this stage in your career. It's not like he w- would just be starting. Because when you're just starting off, it's, it's one, about them fans. It's, it's, it's one about thing. But fans. even
0: as an artist, you should never pander to what fans say they want. Because that's when... That's when you start to lose yourself mm-hmm. and what got you there. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez is nowhere near Eminem. Let's get this straight right now. Right, we but, not doing no comparison. No, but when Tory Lanez had a uh, had a little situation, everybody said, well, "Why you keep remixing these songs? Be original." That's Loki how he came up. Right, he came yeah, up mm-hmm. with these samples. And his he,
2: mixtapes, right? Yeah, his, right. his chink can sample the heck out of some songs. His chinks tapes,
0: where he <laughs> just samples R and B songs, and he made it his own.
2: <gasps> no, wow, but, family, no, yes. What? Ooh, ignition, ignition. What was that? What he sampled that girl? TLC song, SMN.
0: He did a Destiny Child No, Say My Name. That was that's Destiny Child's SMN. Say My Name.
2: I love that. Yeah, that I was, love that. that. And he did an all that sample. He
0: did um a Usher sample. Come um on. You got it, You Got It Worse, he called it.
2: And so he did like, a Bobby Valentine sample. Come on So now, like who come on. Even? So like that's how he
0: came up. So when people was like, oh, you ain't original, you're doing this and that, you can't make your own shit, mm-hmm. you're like, yo, 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 don't change for them. Right. This is how you came up. Right. This is how you got. Drake looking this at you. This is how like, you got
2: recognition. This is how you started. Remember writing. that. Don't you can't listen writing, outside noise. He was writing
0: for Travis Scott at some point. Mm-hmm. He was writing for artists. It's like this is how you got in. Don't change what what got you here. Right now, I ain't saying stay in that closed box. Right, but we don't know what we're talking about half the time. Really, we really no. don't. We we'll
1: just be saying anything. <laughs> we just talking shit. It's so and terrible. Eminem has already a strong fan base, so it's like, Super come strong. on, em. Mm-hmm. come on, Marshall, what you Larrity, doing? Right.
0: Eminem, literally can say a song. Anything he wants, a, a whole song could be him farting on the track. Still gonna sell five hundred K. I mean,
1: Kanye did it with "Whoop Diddy School." And <laughs> I tell you that's still funny to this day, and I mean, people still love Kanye. So, so. it's like, I, I just would, <laughs>
0: I It makes me wonder: Does he not feel appreciated for what mm-hmm. not only his impact in hip hop, but the artist he is? Now,
1: that's point, because, that is a good point.
0: Because a good point. Because we all. Because now, when, when wow. we when we say we talk about Eminem, just how we do it. Let me just make this perfectly clear. Your first three albums, bro, classics. Right. You have classics. You are one of the best rappers, rhymers, whatever it is of all time. But, when you hear that but, that's when you know you're really about to go in on you. Your last four albums have been trash. Why are you still rapping? Get out of here. Go mow your lawn. Old, weird, bearded man. I mean, see, that, well, that, that would make, make anybody
2: share. feel attacked. That exactly. would make anybody feel like, dang! It, it, it pretty much place is like, yeah, is place, You might. Just, it's kind of like when someone's like, "No offense, but okay, don't." First of all, because I'm gonna take it offensively. Because if it wasn't offensive, you wouldn't have to say that; it would be implied. No, no
0: offense, I don't think those shoes go with those shirt. <laughs> so, like, I think you need to go somewhere you like get it washed. I'm like, look, I mean, we didn't really finish the M M&M topic though. We low key did it. it. Was,
2: it I love conversation with y'all, cause like we naturally segue into stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's
0: I mean, cool. It's yeah, weird. It. It. Y'all went for Eminem topic. It was like, oh, y'all have any final thoughts on it and then since we wanna uh, get off this?
1: The bottom line is Eminem, you're, a you're great. You're a legend. <laughs> just top of the line, Detroit legend and that. hmm Just you ain't gotta keep on trying hard. Come on. We man. know, bro. You yeah, know. But I'm just saying. I don't wanna to listen to an album where I just listen to the first song and I'm just like, peace. That's literally how I was with revival and kamikaze. It just not clicking with me. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chief. Don't drop no more music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing, but like don't drop another album, please. But um this just, just keep the legacy as it is. Right? Like <laughs> I'm always gonna view you as a as a, a legend, a a pure someone who changed the way lyrics have been written. Mm-hmm. Period. Like that's what you are. You rhyme syllables with syllables that don't make any sense but somehow you bend them to make sense and it it rhymes. Nobody can do that. That's a talent on its own. But like, you have to stop pandering to what fans think because we don't know anything. We just don't. We know. We, know, we, think, we think we know what we, <laughs> we want. We do, we do. Right? We've been telling J. Cole for years, like, hey, man, make some trap beats. He made... No, that was never me. That was... Yeah.
2: But people, yeah.
0: People yeah. like make some... Tra- he made some trap It's a great album. Mm-hmm. But uh, you even have the same people that make some trap beats, like, man, you I want that old Cole, man. Exactly. So, like, don't, we don't know what we and want. And
2: you cannot please everybody. everybody. All right. But the so, last... Yeah, the last thing... Um, M, you know, we love you, man. Thank you for coining the stand term. Um, you know, to this day I stand a lot of people. Uh
0: <laughs> Nikki?
2: No. Okay, good. I, we thank, say you. thank you. Let me say you. that. Say all that. I do love Nikki though. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're already amazing. You don't have to keep trying to prove yourself. People know it. You may not feel as though people say it enough, but we appreciate you. We thank you. Um, maybe try to work. In a different way, maybe pick up some new producers. Um, I know you said that the day you feel like you need a ghostwriter is the day that you need to quit. Maybe not a ghostwriter, but maybe just get some new input. Um, but we love you, man. You know, your you. your legacy will definitely And look
0: also, this goes into the overall theme of this episode, it seems like. Show your legends, the people you love, the flowers when they can still smell them. Right. So, so y'all guys want to talk about Nike right quick? Because I know we kind of late on it. Nike. Nike just do it.
1: So yeah, so like, us can do re- it. Was
0: just real quick because, like, everything, a lot of things already been said about it. We kind of laid on it. But as you probably have heard already, Nike has made Colin Kaepernick the face of their new marketing campaign.
1: 30th Woo! anniversary.
0: 30th anniversary, correct. Um, they premiered the commercial during the first night of the regular season on Thursday Night Football last week during the game against the Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons. And the commercial has gotten a lot of negative well, not a lot, a loud minority has been backlash against the commercial for saying calling Kaepernick does not respect the troops and they're burning Nike products, which is kind of disheartening because I need some. But,
2: <laughs> right, you can give it to me. I mean, we yeah. don't get the discount, so this, mean, whatever. If you got some size
0: 13s, <laughs> Nikes, man, like my feet will. Just
2: give it away, man. You can feel how yeah. you feel, but donate it. people. It's really people out here stroke. Donate it. It was
0: crazy because like people were saying, oh, Nike's going to lose a lot of money out of this. And the first day, the day after they announced it, the stock price, the stock dropped. Which they did. Which they did.
2: But they're not stupid. They expected that. But
0: their
1: profits went up 30% actually. Exactly. Come on now. Won't do it?
0: Nike, I forgot where I saw this and I apologize. But I read something that a stock for Nike has gone up around like $80 or something like that since. And that's like, and Nike stocks, stocks are already expensive.
2: Colin and they continue like, to rise. And the projection the is that they
0: will continue to rise for a while now. Mm-hmm. So, like, that loud pushback that was on the first day didn't mean anything. Right. In fact, you on the wrong side of history if we're being honest. He's like, oh, he doesn't respect the troops. The guy who killed bin Laden came out and said, even though I might not agree with agree with um, what he's doing, I fought for the right for him to do it. So the man who killed y'all sworn enemy is saying he cool. Why can't y'all be?
2: Well, you know what? That's because a lot of Americans, um, they like to consider and look at what's meaningful to them. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times they like to overlook or or turn the blind eye to what doesn't matter, what they don't want to admit, what they don't want to see.
0: Or what doesn't affect them.
2: Right. Right. Um, more, even more so that. So, I think with this situation, th- this, it applies. Because, first of all, we have to... Now, let's get this straight. Kaepernick ain't even played in the game in how long? Since 2016, i It's say. almost 2018, get over it. Secondly, he's upset, or he was upset, and is still fighting to this day for justice because of a line in the original national anthem that he disagreed with that was prejudice and racist and that we have a right to be upset over. Actually, everybody in America, no matter your race, color, or creed, should be upset over. That's first and foremost. So he had a valid reason. And if you say he didn't, you're, um, for lack of a better word, moron. So I think that Nike did a great thing. I'm rocking with it. I love it. I love that they're pushing this unity and they're making it known. And oftentimes, a lot... Of, and I love that Nike is doing this and they're putting the face of a black man yes. on this campaign. Because he we, is a black man. Yes. Let's not get that. He's he's a black man. And we don't get that. I we mean, don't get that.
3: I mean, and has, they're
2: supporting, openly supporting him. Like, yeah. we come on now. When you have privilege, and you have white privilege, whoever is at Nike working, you have to use that for the greater good, and I just love it, and I think that it's it's gonna conquer everything. Aldi, I'm burning my shoes. You gonna burn your shoe while it's still on your foot. You gonna have to go to the hospital now. You already bought the
1: product, man. Uh,
0: y'all boys know y'all love jogging them and, and, and light-ass Nikes. Don't be playing right. with us, man. And
1: them visors. What? Don't play. Come on. So now. there's two perspectives to the situation. Um, The first perspective, some people believe that to an extent, Nike is kind of getting up ahead of Colin Kaepernick because, you know, think about it. Nike is a multi-billion dollar company. You know, them doing the strategy of having Colin Kaepernick for their 30th anniversary ad, you know, was clearly a good thing to do. But at the same time, I feel like it was a great thing for them to do it because in this time of where we're at, you know, with Trump being president, you know, Nike wanted to make a statement. They wanted to make a statement with Colin Kaepernick in a way that, you know, will get people to attract them. And great timing,
2: great timing. At the end of the
1: day, it's 2018. Just, if you still hate Colin Kaepernick, like, just get over it. For real? No. And it's just the whole fact that people are still missing what this man is fighting for. No. What
0: I want to add is that there could be also a third way to look at it that Nike sees this as. A way to get good press, because they just started joining the movement around three years after yeah. it happened. Mm-hmm. If they were really about it, why didn't they join it when it first started? Before now, that's just a
2: question I'm throwing out there. But
1: but they could have been scared. They could could have been like you know been been on the fence
2: about it. And they maybe maybe been, they did not well, want to think support. about maybe. it too. At but, the
1: time when Colin Kaepernick did it, there's a question as to whether you know why all of a sudden is Colin Kaepernick doing this? Like, people was like, well, because you know, get tired. You well, get fed up. Yeah, but people but, thought that, well, is Colin Kaepernick a part of any organizations? Has he even done, has he even donated to any of these organizations? Yes, millions of so dollars. So that came into mm-hmm. play.
0: So, but, but, it also goes into like, well, uh, what I'm, what I'm just trying to throw out there is that, why well, didn't he do it sooner? Because, mm-hmm. I'm not saying what they, what they did is not genuine, but mm-hmm. like, right. you waited a while to actually like,
2: Step in and Step have a in. voice,
0: yeah. And plus, you're Nike. You have right. a deal with the NFL. Right. You low key went behind the NFL back, like, yeah, I'm gonna work with y'all. Um, I love it. Y'all nemesis. Right. And <laughs> that's when they're like, oh yeah, and we go perform. We gonna um show this commercial on your first game.
2: And we this still gonna season. make y'all gear.
0: And yeah. So like, ha- eat it. So like, yeah, I got a problem. Um, holler at me. I might not respond, but go ahead and do that. So like, that's a that was a G move. But like, they have the right to make money. Right. But like, does. Does that action seem disingenuous because they waited so long?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, that's definitely debatable, um, and I'm I would be interested to hear someone who say, "Oh, they're not really for real; they're just doing this for money and for showing yeah. for for kicks." But I don't I don't feel that way when I when I see everything that's going on with the camp, I don't feel that way because if they really had an issue with him kneeling and with everything swarming around him at that time and even now, I feel like they would have discontinued making apparel and products for. Um, what is it, the NFL? Yeah. So I feel like, because there's, when you think of a huge multi-billion dollar, any multi-billion dollar, any company, you, it's not just, you know, the representative or the little receptionist at the desk. Like, you have CEOs and then you have different departments and you have and shareholders. You have,
0: you have all these There's people. a lot of
2: people that you have to answer to and you have to, so somebody could have been like, I'm on the fence because what if we lose money? But I think they got to a point where it was like, we can afford to lose this money because we going to get it back.
0: So, and that's exactly what happened. But you know, that's all quick thoughts on the Nike situation. And let's go to the final topic of the day. The one I've been waiting on for so long. Oh Lord. Oh
3: my God. So, this is Betty.
0: Reportedly, <laughs> Cardi B somehow became Matthew Stafford. And- oh
1: no. Are you kidding me? You gonna disrespect my everybody?
0: Your quarterback <laughs> threw four picks this week. I want to hear don't that. Don't
1: disrespect my, my quarterback. <laughs> Come on, man. I know man.
0: y'all pick. the Miami Dolphins won? Yeah, I don't want to hear y'all talking my at all. So I Cardi still want to
1: finish
0: him. You, you play me this week. You're going to lose today. Hey, You're going to lose this week. i Okay, we're going to see. All all right. Right. I'm going to talk about <laughs> shit on Monday. Uh, so, I got, so Cardi B became Matthew Stafford for a quick second. And she went hut h- hike and threw a shoe at Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Unfortunately, it did not connect. Because like, like the quarterback I just mentioned, he, she misses a lot. Oh. So. <laughs> <The
1: audacity>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that set off a whole chain of events that happened earlier this week with Nicki Minaj on her iTunes show, Queens Radio, with Funk Flex, who was a guest this week. She went in. She did. She, she held Cardi. nothing back. And even though I have a unique and distinct dislike for the queen, Nicki Minaj, queen is in air quotes, by the way, she said some facts.
1: I can't even lie about She's that. Undeniable. She said a lot of them. She said some facts.
0: So, what do you guys think of the incident? At, at first, let's talk about what do you guys think of the incident when you first heard it? What was your reaction?
1: I just, just the whole Nicki and Cargie situation, I just think it's really sad. I just want to
0: mm-hmm. say I knew it.
1: It's really sad. Because when you just look at women's position in hip hop, it's just no reason that we should have these women fighting. Like it should hard enough. It should be there should be some unification. There should be some liberation. We shouldn't we shouldn't have no incidents like this. That's the first thing. The second thing is Cardi should never done that, especially Mm -hmm. at a pristine event like New York Fashion Week. Like you have and a win tour, you have those kind of people at an event, and you just go crazy about that.
0: Well, did it really affect her? Because the next
1: <laughs> well, did, it didn't affect her did because really the a... next day, Tom Ford, you know, announced that they made a lipstick after her name. But
0: that, that, I not... just feel
1: like with Cardi, with the come up that she's having, exactly, she has to be able to she has to be able to just take in what people are dishing at her because at the end of the day, you are an artist. You solely chose to put yourself in the spotlight. Now, of course, if somebody talk about my child, I will do the same thing. I'm not even going to sit up here and say, no, I wouldn't. But Cardi do need to have some self-control, and she just need to be able to just stand her ground and just, you know, move on and just keep on doing what she's doing. I, I,
0: can't, I can't rock with that because you, you, you're making two different points. You're saying she should be able to take it and then you're also saying talk about your child, she should defend her child.
2: And that's, she's saying in that, in that specific, she's, you know, in that aspect, she, uh, not necessarily agrees, but she under, more so understands why she did what she did. Right. Yeah. But as far as everything else, because you know, they're beefing ain't just about her it was, child. It was, it was brewing.
0: That's why I said I knew it. Right. They're trying to say, oh, this is manufactured beef. They were, they were beefing. For a minute. Like LLC on um Queen on Nicki Minaj's album Queen, that's tip that's really about Cardi B and not writing a lot of her, her songs on her album. Did you,
2: I didn't know LLC also can, you know, obviously for a company, but um, I guess in the industry they use it for like uh like an acronym for a low level celebrity. Mm. So if that was what she meant, which you know, who knows? Could be.
0: But, but I'm he- I'm hearing the shots that was thrown, a lot of those fit Cardi. Cause,
2: oh, for sure. So oh, for it's sure. Like, so, like, when
0: Cardi you know. came out and said, I heard all the sneak disses.
2: Now, d- look, they're there. That's like, true. You, you
0: can't avoid them. So, people were saying, Why are we pitting <laughs> two women against each other? Nah, really, one person was low key saying this out loud all the time, Nikki. She threw songs, maybe even behind the scenes, and Cardi stayed quiet about it. Mm-hmm. Now should Cardi have done what she done, became a quarterback and threw a shoe at Nicki? <laughs> no, <Nah>, she shouldn't. <laughs> Cardi especially, especially, since you missed. If you would have hit, then I would probably be like, you know, a good job. You in jail now, but it's cool. But like, you can't be doing that at an event like that. But I always understand where she's coming from. She's from the Bronx. She mm-hmm. said on site in her mind is on site, and we talk about these rappers saying green light. Oh, she had the green light. when was, was there when she saw it. She was about it, about it. See, I'm. She wanted all the smoke.
2: That, oh, she wasn't
0: playing. <laughs> she wanted all. So like, and that and that's who she portrays herself as. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, I'm jokey, jokey. I love y'all, but like, y'all get, y'all talk about something, y'all do something I don't like. It's on site, mm-hmm. and so like, that's she stayed true to who she is. That's why I like her. But you can't do that in that setting. Mm-hmm. You gotta be, you, you gotta wait. Like, you know, catch her outside. How about that? See, you
2: so, got I mean, this is how I you felt got to about wait. it when I first saw the story. Now. Ah, uh, you know it was it was early the next day, and you know how Snapchat has the stories you swipe to the side, and they have you know Cosmopolitan and Daily Mail yada yada. So I look on there, and it says it had a big picture. Of Cardi with you know she had the lump on her face, and I wasn't shocked. I was more so like that knot was a letter. You said what that knot was a letter. It really letter O. That's oh, who, they said it was some security guard or something. I but don't know who did it, but man, that's all I
0: saw. Yes, yeah, you could literally big What you can <laughs> any any word that had the letter O in it, you could put it on her forehead.
2: They did too. They made them memes. I was so weak, so I wasn't shocked at the fact that that's what she did. I just didn't understand why she would think that that was the place to do it. I'm not shocked that she did it, but the place was just—it was—it was horrible. Because especially now, you know, granted she still had the time for deal and her her album's doing well. She has, um, however, many AMA nominations, and you know a lot of Are things you... going really like swell in her in her career. That's more not to do it. Right, right. That's why I'm like, and then you're gonna at the at such a prestigious event like that one. You know, you have such influential people here that can help to change your career, improve it, or take it to the next level. And in that, especially in an industry like this one, you have to know how to kind of pull some stuff back. (laughs) You could be feeling a certain way. I know it. You can be feeling a certain way, but you have to learn how to retract that and, you know, put out something else. And two, like, I don't get why people are like, oh, I can't believe she did that. This is what she talk about. This was. Oh, why are y'all shocked that the woman? She <laughs> this who She made. Right. This girl
0: twerked while she was pregnant. <laughs> Aww, clearly strange.
2: they didn't watch Love and Hip Hop. Right. Right. They didn't watch Love and Hip. Hop It's this- just who she is. You have to accept people for who they are. And I don't like how people now. Excuse me. I'm not necessarily saying. I love Nicki. i uh, over Cardi, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I'm not. I'm not a Cardi B fan. I don't like listening to her music. It's just not my cup of tea. I respect her. I like her. I like her hustle. I like how she going out there getting you have to give credit when it's due, and it's due. You know, yeah. so I'm gonna get that to her. She got it. It's just not for me, which is cool. But I feel like that whole period and that whole process you're supposed to have when you coming into the game, you're supposed to give people that homage. You're supposed to, you know, thank you, because Nikki, she she done kind of paved the way for some people now, no. and I don't think that Cardi has given her that respect, and I think that's why Nikki is upset. But
0: also, there's been times for the past decade where we heard stories about Nikki not letting anyone get close to taking her off her throne. We've Would heard, you? But, okay, I don't believe but, that. I don't. But, okay, it gets to a point when, too, when so many female rappers are saying the same thing. Or like one person keeps saying the same thing. Oh, not one person. Multiple people are saying the same thing over and over again. There has to be some credence to that. Mm-hmm. There has to. And, not, and I'm not saying it, it's necessarily fire, mm-hmm. but it's obviously smoke. There has to be some sense of truth in it.
2: So, it there probably definitely so is, like, but so like, if it, you were in her position... What
0: would you do? And see if now, if I feel like if from what reports are coming out from like people like Remy Ma, um, Rashida. I know if Rashida's barely a rapper anymore, but during that time, yeah, she counted. Yeah, <laughs> hold on, I, hold, on I, hold on. Yeah, yeah whatever.
2: Hold oh, on, you said Rashida, like. R- Love a hip hop Rashida. No, I mean, hip hop
0: Rashida. Like, Bubblegum uh, Rashida. Donna, Bubblegum Rashida. Yeah.
2: So like, yeah. Wait, what did
0: she say? I mean, same thing on like, oh, Nicki does a lot of things behind the scenes wow. that like you don't get. Oh, there's some truth to that. Yeah.
2: Anytime you have multiple, ain't, all these people ain't gonna get together and lie. Something yes. going on. Exactly.
0: So that's what I'm saying. So like, if, if I'm Cardi B, and out of all those people I just mentioned, you are the biggest threat to that throne, mm-hmm. and I already feel like you're doing things to me that's trying to hinder my success. Why should I give you that respect and pay you that homage when you are, when you just trying to keep me away from there? You don't,
2: so like sticky slope. And
0: and that's why I question the queen title, because if you're a queen,
2: you're not Mm -hmm. only supposed
0: to enlighten and enhance yourself, but the people around you to
2: carry people up.
0: That's what a true queen is. And she doesn't carry Nikki does not carry herself like that. That's why I always attack that ideal, because she she's not that kind of person. She always throw the feminist card when things aren't, aren't going her way. When she when Travis got outsold her, oh, man, she threw a fit.
1: Yeah, I can't even lie about that. That's when she threw. She came out of
0: nowhere. Women in our industry always get this Spotify thingy thingy. I'm like, you know, you're but right. But she you're does right. have a point. You know, she's right. She's yeah. right about that. Yeah. But why was you complaining this before you, got, you, you lost to somebody's second week albums? Well,
1: she has been doing was, that before. That's true. That's too. not the first that's time true, that she. she did I think it. this is just
0: the time. But well, I get what it's you're saying. Out of no, no I, no, I mean, she. What are you talking about like first, I, I, I like usually when she mentions feminist ideals, is when something bad happened to her, not in her favor. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not saying she's not genuine about it. You but it, it right. that weird, doesn't it's, mean
2: it's, that she's she, genuine when she's saying that. You know, I'm a am a feminist, and I really believe in this. I believe in that. But it comes a time you you have something to speak up. For it, you know what I'm
0: saying. Don't just wait when something happens to you because this happens. You this happens every day to female artists. You somewhat do these things to female. Rap artists.
2: That's crazy. I really hope she's not out here trying to stop that. You
0: you sometimes do these things to female rap artists. So like you can't be complaining about the things you 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 can't be complaining how people treat you when you do these same shady acts.
2: Let stuff happen naturally. You know what I'm saying? If you're meant to be, what whatever is meant to be is can't nobody on God's green earth stop what's meant to, to be. be. So if you're meant to be up there, it's going to happen. She was up there for ten anything. years. It was meant but to be. But if someone else comes along, what you should do, like how Serena, so. Uh, i give her a head nod, how she did to Naomi um, Osaka, Osaka, and she let her know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she told the crowd not to boo. Like, that's rude. That's just, Give this girl her shine. You're supposed to do that and and take her under your wing. And I feel like, I don't know. I really want to understand why Nikki is just so, she's harping on she this party She doesn't do thing. that.
0: She does. So, like, every time she calls, there's, there's a reason why I don't like Nicki Minaj. Uh-huh. I'm just going to say it. There's a reason why I don't, because it feels so unauthentic. Her radio show, I feel like that's her true self. When I hear her talk, I'm like, okay, I can see why people like you. Mm-hmm. I can see why people are a fan of you. But Nicki Minaj, the, the rapper, especially after her first album, it's been, I, I just can't connect with that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem it seems our manufactured, a manufactured image, made to sell, made to brand, which is I'm not saying you can't. Make yeah. your money. Yeah. And like, I'm gonna give her a credit. She is a hustler.
2: Mm-hmm. She hmm a See, that's all had, I want. That's paid. all I want. Just give her, no, just give her no, the props. We're I, gonna I, say Monster was the best verse. verse yeah. You know what oh, I'm and saying? She,
0: and trust me, no, let me say this. She has other verses besides Monster. She but, truly does, Yeah, does. Yeah. But
2: That's the standout one I'm saying, because so, this one everybody like, when knows. When people call
0: me a Nikki hater, I don't like it because yeah, I don't really like her at all. But like I said, give I respect I know when it's due. She has she has pushed this industry for female rappers more so than probably. Say that any woman in a long time since Lauren, the 90s, Lauryn Hill, yeah. Queen Latifah. And oh, and
2: that's not to say, we not saying that, you know, Missy Foxy Elliot. Brown, Il yeah. Na Na, Missy Elliott. We not saying it because they, you know. Woo-woo. They did it. Oh. But it's a t- er, different eras and different, and you know, this time era, periods. And in the, her,
1: yeah. There was a
0: time period where female rap was almost, was literally dying. I,
1: see, like, I grew up to Nicki Minaj. And then mm. and
0: then she came in and she made a whole business around it. And then women like, oh, if she can do it, I can. That's you an influence. She influenced mm. people. Mm-hmm. and now we got people like Rico Nasty right. I love Rico yes. Nasty Nasty's a great album that sound kind of wrong but <laughs> <laughs> Nasty's a really good album uh, if you haven't heard it please check it out
3: yeah I need to listen
0: but like I consider the best female album out so far and it's in my top five albums so far of the year that's how good it is to me wow. but yeah I love that album I really do but um
2: I that I think she did on Twitter where she had her hair and she spelled out Nasty, nasty with the oh, actress. oh that's cold. Oh, she cold oh that's cold oh she cold oh, <laughs>
0: Co. No, I haven't heard no name album yet, but I'm gonna listen to that.
2: Oh, I love it. It came
0: out Friday, Woo! September 14th. Mm-hmm.
2: We do the Diddy so, Bop. I said, ah No, and she took the gypsy off of her name, but yeah, whatever, that's another conversation. Yeah. So
0: like yeah. So like Nikki has done so many things for female artists that I won't I won't take that away from her. But the things I can attack on is her image, how mm-hmm. she does carry herself. Mm-hmm. You call yourself a queen, but you do hun- you hinder other women's success when they threaten you. How how can you expect how can you expect mm-hmm. respect? Yeah. When you're not... you When your actions does not call for it.
2: But well, she's definitely paid homage to her, her people, too. We're not gonna say the, And I still, to this day, I really wish to that... She paid the people who
0: influenced her, but... Yeah. She's not letting... When you do actions that... to turn
2: around and do the same thing. Because you can't sit
0: on the throne forever. Right. Jay-Z has, is, is considered my Matt goal. And
2: Nick. In fact, They're friends. Lord, you know, Lauren ain't mad at Nick. Who, so and so Missy. Not, Missy, not, Missy took the throne from almost everybody when she came out. Came out of nowhere. You, gotta, you know what I'm saying? You have to pass along the torch. Look at and Jay- people still gonna respect you like, what? we know this dude is the truth. We know this woman is the truth. Look at Jay-Z. Jay-Z was running the game and Lil Wayne came in there saying, I'm the best rapper alive." Mm-hmm. Then Lil Wayne came... Because everyone is gonna like
0: it, it was You could argue with Jay-Z, Eminem, Ja Rule, DM Max. You know, so many people... Sometimes it's based on what album came out... Who album came out last who had mm-hmm. the throne. But... At some point, it's your time. Right. Kendrick right now, you consider, or Drake, wh- whoever you prefer, is the one right now. But the new generation, somebody might come take that mm-hmm. and like, hey, man, pass it up.
2: Some younger kid might say that it's um, Smoke purpose um Or
1: Lil Pump or YBN Crew. <laughs> right. I mean, they mix <laughs> safe his Look at Travis Scott.
0: <laughs> Travis Scott went from sal- selling 80 to, to, what was it, 500K his first week? Yep. Like, he came out of nowhere and did that. Mm-hmm. So now we have to put him in our top five or ten- when you play some of new artists, he was never in that range till this last album. So like, so there might be somebody who come out of nowhere and make that jump. You're like, man, I, where you came from? Mm-hmm. But it's, oh, you always got to know at some point it's your time to shine and right. it's your time to decline.
1: And you just got to not even necessarily decline. Bars. Bars. Yeah, you definitely have to respect. Bars. <laughs> well, let's go that. into more like what Nicki said about Cardi. So there's a lot of things that she said about her. Facts. First off, she said that Cardi B... Career is based on sympathy and, and payola. So, what you guys think about Car- that?
0: There's, uh, there's, there's a video saying Cardi um, did pay. like She said sixty thousand mm. to a DJ to pay to play. She her did. Music. She was like,
2: I, she was like, yeah. Nick was like, I ain't never had to pay nobody to play my song. They just played. it. I don't.
0: I don't, I don't know how much I can say that's a problem for me because I'm, I'm aware that happens a lot in the industry. Mm-hmm. And some but if of, it's a fact, it's a fact. I'm saying it, it fact. is because we don't know. Now, but I, if it is, it is. I, if it's a, it's a fact. It's a fact. Tell me, it's a fact because. Um, Cardi, Cardi said, said it, it herself. She said, I mean, said it herself okay. a long, a long okay, time ago. But I don't know if it was a bad thing because th- it's pretty common, especially with someone like um Cardi who did love in hip hop mm-hmm. and nobody really sees you as a rapper. Sometimes you got to grease a couple of hands with some money to like, True. hey man, play my play my record. Yeah,
1: I'm not so, gonna bash. I'm no, not gonna right. bash her for that. Right. But
0: I don't think that's the most damaging comment she made. Mm-hmm. The most damaging comment she made was she accused Cardi of saying um black women are roaches or something. Are yeah, m- she monkeys referred and black women. Yeah.
1: Nikki said that Cardi referred black women as roaches and monkeys. And to me, when I heard that, that's a problem. That's because the most what we don't talk world. about at all, just not in the industry, but just in general. In general colorism. Right. Colorism is real. It's real. Very Personally, real. Personally, to me, I feel like there's a British artist named Georgia Smith. No mm-hmm. disrespect. I absolutely love her. Mm-hmm. She would be but a... to me, I feel like people like her for her looks, than her actual talent, because her album is so slept on. That album, to me, is one of the best R&B albums this year, along with Callie Uchis' Isolation, because I love her. But I just feel like people just like her personally because of her skin color. And to me, that kind of rubs me the wrong way.
0: Okay, wait. Oh, wait. Are you saying skin color or looks? 'Cause
1: or both. Skin color. Or, Cause I I, I'm, I, no, mean, I don't know. Like, I was more in a um I was in a hype meeting, I think, yesterday, and somebody wrote on a popular opinion, they said that dark skinned women's considered a trend. I said I agree to it to the extent that when I was growing up and my black friends that was the same skin color or darker than me, they was brutally bullied. They was bullied to the point where, you know, it was just it was just crazy human and to see that just because, you know, they're black, but they have a darker skin color mm-hmm. that they're oh, treated so horribly. I ain't
0: gonna lie, bro. Like, my nickname in um, middle school and high school was Shadow Snatcher. I said with disrespect. Yeah, like, stuff like that. And then, you,
3: and
1: then when you look I at it now, but when was... you look at it now, black women, especially <laughs> dark skin women, that. they're not only, I wouldn't say they're a trend, they're becoming over-sexualized to where that when you see them in the media, it's like, oh, you know, dark-skinned girls is it. And I just really think and be like, you know, are they really it? Like, do you guys really like dark-skinned girls? Or are you just saying that just to be saying that? You like, know, they I really think yeah. about that a lot. Yes, that's true. And It's with, not a trend, man. And, and what Nikki said about what Cardi said, we don't know if it's true or not. But if it is, that's a problem.
0: And she has to address it if it's and true. And she
1: has to address it if it's true.
0: But and also, I don't remember, think she will. Is there, of course, because like we were saying when we were walking towards here, yeah. we, like I said, you don't have to, she doesn't have to talk on it we're until she it comes out, no matter what. Because at some point it's going to go under the rug. Right. Everything does. Sure will. Azalea Banks attacked on the same thing, and I hate Azalea Banks. Ooh,
2: I can't stand that girl. I, what she
0: was saying was right, but like you're the wrong person to actually give that message because you do the same thing all I'm the sorry, time. I'm sorry, but her yeah. music slaps. So, like her yeah.
2: music, but it, uh, her her antics overshadows her it. talent.
0: So, like, also, when you're going to your point of Georgia Smith and colorism, colorism is a huge deal. It is, it really is. It is, especially in like other countries outside the US where like they literally, the lightning cream industry, they make billions of dollars. Yeah, I
2: saw marketing a
3: marketing
0: nice video on that and just saying. The darker you are, the, uh, the less attractive you are. And the lighter you are,
2: then the more um, beautiful you are. So, like, I think with Georgia, I see the argument
0: for Georgia Smith. I see it more as she's attractive. She's more so attractive and happens to be light-skinned that people are like, yeah, your music tight, but, like,
1: You can also make ma, a case for Doja Cat when she dropped the Moo song.
0: Hey, ma, come over here. Like, like, that's what people see her as. Like, she has a beautiful woman. You said the Moo song, though. <laughs>
1: I don't think um
2: people expect it. I know I didn't expect it to blow up the way it did, but I definitely think it has something to do with just physical appearance, especially in this industry, it has everything to do with everything. Yeah. I mean, the prettier you are, the more like you can get a job hosting a TV show. It sucks, but it's it's true, it's and true. you know what I'm saying. It's something that we deal with in the black community growing up as a light skinned woman. It's like you get to see it from a different scope, and it's like people treat you differently. They look at you differently if you're in a if you're in a, a group of people, um, people talk to you differently. It's, it's crazy to really witness and see, but I think the only way that we can really overcome it is to first learn about it, so educate ourselves about what it is, where Don't it came ignorant. from. Right. We came
0: here to learn. That's it, what y'all here.
2: Right. And, it, you know, it really just stems back to slavery and when they used to do the brown paper bag rule. And if you were darker than the bag, you had to stay outside. If you was lighter than the bag, you got to go inside. And somehow... You know, they, they did this for a reason. They weren't stupid, but they wanted to brainwash people to think that, oh, well, since she's in the house, she's better. We all in slavery, man. She in exactly. there getting raped. We in here picking... Ain't nobody better than nobody. We're still the same people, and that's what we have to realize. Um. So So, yeah, if she did say that, it, oh, oh, it's that's, that's oh, it's the problem. That's
0: why I say it's the more damaging thing because people are like, "Oh, she got, she paid to get her radio, on, her song on radio." I'm like, you know, that's all cool and dandy. Mm-hmm. Some of your favorite rappers do that all the time, but mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't matter. But what you said about black women, though, right?
2: Right, that's what we care about.
0: Yeah. So that's what I took away from it, and you know, she also got into like the stripper thing where she fought. I didn't really care about that story when she said it, she was like, oh, how are you taking away people okay, okay, okay. on plates to eat? You know, like plates and essentially money. I was
1: confused by it.
0: Yeah, and, but and my thing is like, Nikki, you've been accused of taking people plates to eat for the past 10 years. You're the last person to say this. So like, even if it's true because Offset was <laughs> stripper, You're the last person to say, Oh, you're taking money away from people. You take money away from a lot of artists, Nikki.
1: And Nikki has a lot of dirt that, you know, she don't want to get revealed.
0: It's it's just like Drake. Like, when you're on top of the game like that, you have dirt on you. You don't want that to come out. So don't speak. Why do you think Drake and Buddy Buddy not with everybody? Mm This man, you know he... Although you know, I am just,
2: happy to him and me squash that because I, I love Meek and I love... I was just so happy together, to see they that. Make,
0: they make bangers. Amen? Yes,
2: yes. Rico. Uh, Rigo, Rico. Rico,
0: so strong. I knew they missed each other. <laughs> when they Play were playing, playing ping pong. <laughs> That's not a game. It's like Uno. You just have a yeah. game you play. play.
1: after Thank you just got with beef for well, somebody. But that's I want more in than hip hop. I want that unification and liberation, especially with women. And I just I can, think yeah, it's sad. Uh, 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 I agree, and hip-hop. I also th- I also think that it's aligned, line though,
2: because hip hop is. I mean, we we battle rap, man. We talk our we talk our stuff, and you know what I'm saying. That's what it's about. And you make the disc records, and you do this, and you you have to have tough skin. If somebody says something about you, right, put it in the music. Hip-hop, you know,
0: hip hop is complex. But but right before that, I, I was going to say. um, you know that they really did miss each other. Because, like, yeah. I can tell you right now, Meek Mill was in that cell, and he got that collect call from Drake. That boy was happy. Like, oh, free Meek. Uh-oh, you can tell oh, he was man. happy.
2: wish I could have been a fly but on the wall.
0: What, <laughs> but with hip-hop, and I guess, you know, this is how we're going to close the show. Because really, we ran down through everything. <laughs> we really did. But hip-hop, as Loreal... Damn, it's too low. I keep forgetting that.
2: Nah, I'm low, bro. You just do low. L'Oreal L- Walker. Yeah, Lori-
0: as L'Oreal Walker perfectly stated. <laughs> 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 what you want to call you, low number two? I'm new. <laughs> no. Exactly. So, yeah, hip-hop is many things. Like, one song you could be saying, I am the best rapper alive, none of y'all with me, and then the very next song, you calling for unity.
3: Mm.
0: One song, you could be saying, "Oh yeah, man, I got your girl. Man, she cheating on you. Your girl don't even love you like that." Next, you know, yeah. you saying, "Shout out to all my women out there, right? girl, doing their thing. <laughs> I see you, little mama. Go ahead, do that, girl.
2: That's hip hop for
0: you." Bet. So, <laughs> so like, hip hop is contradicting. It's, it's,
2: it's, it's what, art. It's just art. It man. reflects it's us just, as it. human it.
0: beings yeah. so well because that's who we are. That's how we operate. That's what we do. What contradicting. And that's why I love hip hop so much. So that's how I want to end the show. Um, this is the very first episode of this podcast. Um, and like I said earlier, I would like to thank my guest L'Oreal.
1: Thank you, Nicks. Stevenson.
0: L'Oreal Walker. Thank you so much for Aww. being a part of this.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. One shout out to the editor Brett, who gave me this opportunity. Woo! Shout out to the Brett, man. We're sitting through this. I mean, he entertained. I saw him right. laughing a couple of times. So we good. <laughs> good, good. We good. But um, you know, this is what the show will always be. We have conversations as Mac Miller, and then we roasting Nicki Minaj and, and Matthew. And, 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 and Matthew, right. we gonna this. We gonna have serious conversation, but it will be entertaining. We yeah. will have a lot of jokes. Because
2: we real, man, we just be
0: real. I, I want you guys to relate to us more so than relate to us because we just college students. We're doing what we love. Mm-hmm. And this is what we love. This is our passion: hip hop and talking. <laughs> I talk a lot. That's why I do this. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for being here, for listening, for tuning in. Every Monday, you will catch us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, CM Life, multimedia page, Twitter. Just just check out for of CM Life. Period. Period. That's where you'll find us, and you will find this podcast. I am your host, Stevenson Altidor. This has been...
1: L'Oreal Nix.
0: And my beautiful guest...
1: L'Oreal Walker. <laughs> and
0: Belle Jeune, If you don't know what that means in Creole, that's have a good day, and I truly hope you do.